0: Chapter eighteen of Bobs A Girl Detective This is a Levervox recording. All Levervox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit Levervox Bobs A Girl Detective By Grace May North Chapter eighteen Who was Miss Finefeather? Roberta stepped into a store to inquire the way to the address that she had upon a slip of brown paper. The clerk happened to know the locality without referring to the directory, and Bob's was thanking him when one of the customers exclaimed in a voice that plainly expressed the speaker's great joy, Bobsy Vandergrift, of all people, where in the world are you girls living?' Dick wrote me that you had left Long Island, but he failed to tell me where you had located. It was Catherine Delaney, who, as she talked, drew Bob's into a quiet booth. The girls seated themselves and clasped hands across the table. Oh, Kathy! Bob said, her eyes glowing with the real pleasure that she felt, I've been meaning to look you up, for Gloria's sake, if for no other reason. "'I heard Glow say only the other day that she wanted to see you. "'I believe you'd do her worlds of good. "'You're so breezy and cheerful.' "'Katherine looked troubled. "'Why, is anything especially wrong with Glow?' "'She's brooding because Gwen doesn't write,' Bob said. "'Then she told briefly all that had happened.' How Gwen had refused to come with the others to try to earn her living, and how instead she had departed without saying good-bye to them to visit her school friend Eloise Rochester, and how letters sent there by Gloria had been returned marked, Whereabouts Unknown. I honestly believe that Gloria thinks of nothing else. I've watched her when she was pretending to read, and she doesn't turn a page. By the hour. I had just about made up my mind to put an advertisement of some kind in the paper. Not that I'm crazy about Gwen myself. There's no excuse for one sister being so superlatively selfish and disagreeable as she is. But Gloria believes, she honestly does, that if we are patient and loving, Gwen will change in time, because, after all, she is our mother's daughter. "'Gloria is right,' was the quiet answer i am sure of that you all helped to spoil gwen when she was a child because she was frail then later you let her have her own way because you dreaded her temper spells but i honestly believe that a few hard knocks will do so much toward readjusting gwendolyn's outlook upon life but katherine bobs exclaimed don't you know that gwen couldn't stand hard knocks if it were a case of sink or swim gwen would just give up and sink i'm not so sure the girl who had been next door neighbor to the vandergriffs all her life replied it's an instinct with all of us to at least try to keep our heads above water then she added but didn't i hear you asking the clerk about an address that was what first attracted my attention to you "'Because it is the same locality as my destination. "'I'm visiting Nurse now on the lower west side.' Then, after glancing at the slip of paper Bob's held up, Catherine continued, "'I'll call a taxi, and while we are riding down there, you can tell me all about yourself.' When they were settled for the long ride, Bob's blurred out, "'Say, Cathy, before I begin, please tell me why you've taken up nursing.' A girl with a thousand dollars a month income hardly needs the salary deprived from such service, and of course I know that you take none. Phil said she thought you ought to be examined by a lunacy board. Catherine laughed good-naturedly as she replied, Oh, Phil means all right. She does think I'm crazy, but honestly, Bobsey, anyone who lives the idle, selfish butterfly life that Phyllis does is worse than not sane, I think but she will wake up as Gwen will some day and see the worthlessness of it all now tell me about yourself why are you bound for the lower west side bobs told her the story how katherine laughed a vandergrift a detective she exclaimed what would that stately old grandfather of yours have to say if he knew it roberta's eyes twinkled just about the same thing he would say about aircraft or radio impossible the re of their recent experiences had occupied so much time that as its conclusion was reached so too was bob's destination i'll get out with you if you don't mind katherine said for since miss finefeather is ill i may at least be able to give her some advice that will help her roberta glanced gratefully at her friend I had hoped that you would want to come with me, she said, but I did not like to ask, knowing that your own mission might be imperative. No, it is not. Then, having dismissed the taxi driver, Catherine said, I know this building. It is where a large number of poor struggling artists have rooms. On each floor there is one community kitchen. A janitor appeared from the basement at their ring. She said that Miss Finefeather lived on the very top floor and that the young ladies might go right up, and she did hope that they would be on time. On time for what? Catherine paused to inquire. The woman gave an indifferent shrug. Oh, she informed them, ever so often one of the artists gets discouraged, and then she happens to remember that the river isn't so far away. Also, they just go to sleep sometimes. Another shrug, and, with the added remark that she didn't blame them much, the woman returned to her dreary home. Bobs shuddered. What if they were too late? Poor Miss Finefeather, if she were really winnie Weary Winston, as Roberta so hoped, would not need to be discouraged when she had a fine home and a mother whose only interest in life was to find her. They were halfway up the long, steep flight of stairs leading to the top floor when Bobs paused and looked back at her friend, as she said i'm almost afraid that this girl cannot be the one i'm seeking winnie could not be discouraged in only three days i thought that at once katherine replied but she is some one in trouble and so i must go to her and see if i can help in silence they continued to climb to the top floor which was divided into four small rooms three of the doors were locked but the fourth opened at their touch revealing a room so dark that at first they could only see the form of the bed and were relieved to note that someone was lying upon it but at their entrance there was no movement from the silent figure maybe after all we came too late bobs said softly and how her heart ached for the poor girl lying there and she wondered who it might be End of chapter 18 Recording by Sharon Kilmer, Rio Medina, Texas